You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us in 2021. That's right, we are in 2021. Hope you all had a happy and safe holiday. I hope you all made it. I hope everybody's good, and I hope you're ready for the new year and the TNW pods moving forward. We're making some changes and uh, very excited but before we get to that let's do all the social medias you know we're on uh we're on the twitter at tnw pod give us a follow give us a shout out on the instagram talking wrestling podcast on instagram uh send us a gmail if you have any ideas for the new show because a lot of new things are happening on the show you'll find out all today uh so send us an email at the gmail talking wrestling at gmail.com not only that there's more um oh where else can you hit us up we're at talking wrestling on facebook uh we're talking wrestling on spotify uh we're on spotify on itunes rate review subscribe give us five star rating a favorable review and uh we will very much if we find it we'll read your review online and we'll thank you and we'll be grateful so uh yeah so today is uh the new year of course it's the big wrestle kingdom uh weekend and uh so most of the episode today will be wrestle kingdom content however so much has happened we will touch on other things and we we have a great panel today and that panel is uh coming up in a few seconds uh as we break for sponsor yeah so just um insert the sponsor that i got and then you know and then just play it and then we'll come back to the the panel thing so just insert insert here yeah Okay, good idea. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, uh, there, there we go. And uh, we'll be back with the panel on Tiger Wrestling Podcast, TNW Pod. And we're back, folks. Thank you for that great sponsor. Hey, folks, now we are ready with the first panel show. Of course, it being the new year, we're going to discuss the problem. Well, it, we're seven days into the new year. So what's happened in the new year? Well, I'll tell you what's happened. Uh, Royal Rumble took place in Washington this past weekend or this past week. That's been some crazy stuff. Uh, spearheaded by the new manager in life, uh, heel manager, Donald Trump, Hall of Famer. Uh, very interesting is what's going on there. We're not a political show, so we're not going to go there, even though we just did. But hey, also... Um, what else was so? Oh, Wrestle Kingdom in Japan. My God, 20,000 people in the Tokyo Egg Dome. They have the biggest eggs in Japan. I got to tell you that. And the Wrestle Kingdom happened. And what a fucking show it was. And to discuss Wrestle Kingdom, I brought in some uh, New Japan wrestling enthusiasts. And I've also, a uh, big surprise to the TNW pod people, uh, the, all the listeners out there. Uh, I'm going to introduce right now my new co-host, 
who will be here with us weekly on TNW on the Talking Wrestling Podcast, all the way from Montreal, now making his home in Mississauga, more than six feet away from his house for the time being, Reese Turner. Welcome to the show, and thanks for uh, coming on the show and being my uh, new uh, co-host. Hey, brother. Thanks for having me, man. This is going to be a blast. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. And it's great. The first episode, first episode, I had dental surgery two days ago. I got a lot of pills in me. Let's let's talk wrestling, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. We are going back to the 90s wrestling. He's got more pills in him than Brian Pillman on a good day, folks. Oh, did I, did I say that? Oops. I'm sorry. I did it again. Uh, now we have... Two guys that look like they could be a tag team. Uh, they definitely both look great. And they are both two of the biggest uh, New Japan wrestling fans that I know. Uh, Jordan Hoth, who was just on the last the last guest of the last year before the Fest of Best of. And make no mistake, also TNW Pod alumnus. Uh, very funny comedian. Uh, Jordan's a very funny comedian as well. But it comes easier out of my mouth because I've toured uh, coast to coast with this gentleman having great shows. Uh, Terry Clement is in with the house with us, and you might remember him from his episode. And this is the panel. But before we get to Wrestle Kingdom, uh, AEW, fuck, have you seen, did you see that this week? Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk n- n- New Japan. <laughs> We're talking Bullet Club Reunion. And... It's only going to get better because Marty Skrull's time is up with Ring of Honor. So it's only a matter of weeks before we, you know, the too sweet gets even sweeter. Um, Reese, did you see AEW last night? Of course I saw AEW. What are your comments on uh, on what's uh, what transpired in AEW? I'm just, listen, AEW can do very little wrong in my eyes these days. They've just been fantastic to watch. It's It's been one of those things, it's like, I was brought back into the fold to watch wrestling so that I could watch this wrestling. You know what I mean? This, it was really fantastic. I love everything that they're doing. And I love this interpromotional stuff. What? It's, this is amazing. It's ama- it's, it's, it is amazing because eventually the North could end up on AEW as well, which is uh, the North versus a revival is a marquee main event match anywhere on the wor- around the world. Uh, yeah. Terry, we'll let you weigh in on that. What do you think? What did you think of AEW this week? Ah, I liked it. Um, I liked it. I think that I liked the idea of New Japan actually kind of doing something with AEW at this point. I think it's obvious. They keep talking about it. Like, they keep dropping hints. Oh, yeah. And then with this, I mean, even if you look online, I mean, Tomatonga and all this is going nuts about a betrayal. And so they're kind of setting things up slowly, 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 which I like. I like the slow burn. There's things about AEW I don't like. I'm kind of cornetty about certain things. Well, it drives me certain things drive me nuts. But I love, for the most part, I love. Like, I mean, AEW I watch uh, every week, no problem. Like Raw, I have to fast forward through it. I had to, I had to watch some of Raw this week to remind me how good Wrestle Kingdom was, uh, which wasn't very hard. I just took one Hogan segment, and I was like, oh my god, that's all I needed. Um, I will say this: AEW to me is like. It's like watching Nitro, and some weeks you get a great Nitro, and then some weeks you get a bad Nitro, and it's any way it is. <laughs> I love the bad Nitros as much as I love a good Nitro. So if the finger poke of doom came out of nowhere, which it almost did in Japan, uh, I, I'm happy to see it. And 
the last AEW was like a really awesome Nitro finish. And it was, I, nobody's, even when they all came out, I didn't, I thought about it, but I didn't see it. But then I was like, I don't know. It seems like, and then it's all taking spot. Like it's all, the whole faction is almost there. Like you got the junior, cause they were the junior guys, the junior title holders. And then you had the, uh, the, the good brothers were the major title holders. Yeah. It's so great. So. I do. I do have to say, there's a slight difference between that and Nitro. Yes, because an amazing segment followed an amazing match. Of course, it did. And and, and everybody, this is Jordan. Ho- this is Jordan Holt. In case you did not know, that was him <laughs> just butting in there. It's all great. It's all great because this is a discussion. It's a panel, and uh, it, it's uh, it's much like the first match in uh, Wrestle Kingdom. It's gonna go long. There's gonna be a lot of competitors. It's gonna be all over the fucking place. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, so here we let's get into Wrestle Kingdom. I can't tell you how happy I am that it's two days and that um, they've gotten rid of all the super long tag team matches with the roster that's usually in the WWE WrestleMania Battle Royal. It would be the comparison. Um, all those tag matches every year, I'm like, zoom, 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 zoom. But this year, right out the bat, like we get the Battle Royal out of the way. If you watched it, and and then you, the first match we got like, um, oh, uh, El Fantasmo is it a Fantasmo? Yeah, it's Fantasmo and uh, Takahashi. I think yeah. for the first match. What yeah. happened to oh, Takahashi? Don't, skip, don't ha- skip the Rambo. Let me tell you the, the thing about this is I might be the only fucker on earth. That loves bad luck fallet. Yes. Like he's my, yeah. my favorite guy in New Japan. I love him for some reason. I just love the guy. And he he, he was completely honored in the in the Rambo. He was beating the hell out of everyone. I loved it. So it was like the one moment that Fale gets, and I was just like, yeah. and then everybody just goes, Oh, I didn't even watch it. I'm, like, I'm guilty of passing or fast forwarding anything with Yano in it. That's oh, like okay. and I've said that before. Even when I met him at a meet and greet, I wanted it to go faster than it did, and it didn't. It, it dragged on despite the fact that none of us speak each other's language. So, you know, but anything with Yano, I sort of skipped, so I, I'm sorry. But right now, I need to know where Takahashi's cat is at. What happened? What? Wait, he's no longer a cat guy. What's going on? But he still has the, the, the hair. He still has the jackets. And... uh what a fucking first match to start the show. Right? Buddy. Takahashi and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Smash. <laughs> okay, that was, what a, I had, I had such a good time watching that match. Um, I was also, okay, this is what was the best about Wrestle Kingdom entirely for me. Now, picture what you guys saw. Now picture a haze of painkillers on top. <laughs> so this is the wrestling that I got to experience. And I, I, was, I was blown away. When El Fantasmo came out, I was like, oh, man, this guy's like the dubstep legion of doom. It was the best. He had like the little baby spikes and he was coming. It was yeah. amazing. I, I'm, I, I'm relatively new to, to Wrestle Kingdoms, period. I was introduced to them two years ago. And uh, since, uh, since then, I got to say, it's one of my favorite fucking events i love uh don king or whatever his fucking name is he is the best <laughs> every wrestling show period should have a theme song now like that that was the best thing i've, I've never 
I forgot about it and I'm watching it. It's a banger. I've been playing it on repeat. My kid loves it. It's the, I love it so much. I love it. Did you, uh, so, so, so uh, what did you think of the first match there, Jordan? Oh, absolutely loved it. Like, ELP, I, I wasn't, despite being Canadian, I don't really know El Fantasmo much outside of his New Japan run. Yeah. But he yeah. is absolutely incredible in the ring. One of my favorite yeah. matches ever is one he did with Rocky Romero, just because he's such a good dirtbag. And, like, the crowd adore Takahashi. So you had that, that perfect dynamic. But the two of them, they just had crazy good chemistry in the ring. Absolutely loved it. Did you guys notice there was a part? Was this uh, maybe this was the wrong match? I think it's the right match though. Where Phantasmo um, there, uh, he he did the Styles Clash at one point, and then he was gonna follow it up with like the Fallen Angel. I'm like, <laughs> I think yeah. Finn Balor. I think he's gonna take your move next. You know, like it was like the tribute to the Bullet Club leaders, which is like, are you? Uh, petitioning for uh, for a new faction or or what's but going it's even on better there. than that Casey it's like the thievery he's such a scumbag that he steals everybody else's moves from the faction prior and it's like even like the whole too sweet thing is kind of awesome and it's like it's thievery you know yeah They're scumbags and so it's great ELP I agree with everybody here ELP is the one of the best scumbags yeah. going he is so entertaining it's hard to hate him. Yeah. I mean, and they're going to eventually have to flip him at some point because, yeah. like, I love the guy already. He's great. And that match was wonderful. You couldn't ask for a better starting match. Um, and then the uh, – so we'll, we'll skip on to that. We'll get on to the next match there, which was um, – take it. Anyone take it if they want to take it because my computer went down. Was it uh, Gorillas of Destiny? Oh, yeah. And dangerous uh, techers. Oh, Gorillas of Destiny, or what I dubbed them, uh, fucking Gorillas of Makeover. <laughs> like, hello, what's going, what happened to the Gorillas of Destiny, and why do they look like cops? You know? <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? See, the, when they're the Gorillas of Destiny, they look like they scared me. But now they just look like, oh, yeah, okay, now I can see it, the Usos. Yeah, yeah. I got it. So it's, it's fucked up. It's like if I shave my beard, I look like Mr. Burns. If Tama Tonga <laughs> shaves his, bur his, his beard, it's like he loses 10 years. Yes. Just, <laughs> yeah. He, he did. so He's, much younger. They do look it's younger. Insane. Yeah, they look oh, like God. a cross between the Car the Collins and the, and the Usos. Sort of. <laughs> but way bigger with those. And then they're wearing the shield jackets. You know, the... Well, they're they're late. It's looked like they went to they they fucking they watched the, they did some mushrooms and watched a lot of Roman Reigns stuff and decided right. let's just be Roman Reigns. They're they're make a wish field. They're, they're all trying. they're all looking for they're all looking to be they're all looking for a place at the table. So we might as well start dressing like the head of the table, so we can get a place at the table. Is that the secret to this outfit? Yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, you nailed it right on the head there. They went, to a, they went to a costume store, and they bought a Roman Reigns costume. They didn't even bother with the chest protector. They're just like, fuck it. Let's just get the costume. Shut up. Get it. Let it come on. Oh, my God. And that's what happened. And now they're – but to be fair, one of them is wearing all white. Like, or was it silver? So that's, that's like they ran it through the laundry a few times, looking real nice. I do like that. 
Um, you know, yeah. or maybe, or maybe New Japan's producing dolls, and they're like, we need a new doll, so they need a new outfit and new makeover, so there's more money in their pocket. It's all business, baby. So, <laughs> all right, let's get into the yeah. So the Gorillas of Destiny, these guys are the uh, they're the Dudleys of Japan. I guess we could say that uh, they're brothers, and uh, and they've been tag team champs uh, a million times. And uh, no difference here as they came out winning the title. Uh, once again, they 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 beat it. Uh, oh my God, they beat Taishi and they beat uh, Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, Zack Saber Jr. He's ugh, that's my. I well, I probably told each and every one of you is one of my least favorite wrestlers. He's just so smarmy and slimy, and d- he doesn't throw punches. He's just like. I'm out of your move. How dare you, Casey? That's, did, How dare you? Did you know that he, that I let him up in line in the CVS in Reseda, and then oh, Walter wow. butted? So you know, like I just You're let, not gonna stop Walter. Well, I wasn't gonna. I didn't even know who Walter was until I watched them <laughs> wrestle each other that night, and I still don't say shit to Walter about it. So, uh, but but this match here, uh, a great again. In, the tag team matches are less this year, which I like a show with, filled with single matches. Call me old-fashioned, but I think it's great. And uh, this tag team match didn't go an hour, and it didn't take long. And I thought it served its purpose, and uh, it was what it was. One thing I loved about Tai Chi is, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but his entire moveset is predicated towards choking the other person. Like, every single move he did, it's like, I'm going to squeeze your throat. I'm going to squeeze your throat. And it was, he's, he's my favorite wrestler, actually, now, after watching that. He's, he's like my grandfather when he was mad at me. It just goes right for the neck. Which is the furthest thing away from Tai Chi. There's no <laughs> neck grabbing no, in Tai Chi at all. Kawada kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, okay. So I love here's the thing. I love Zack Saber though. I think the thing about Zack Saber is that beyond the wrestling stuff that he does, it's the anytime he loses a match and takes a temper tantrum, I think it's amazing. And that I think he's one of those guys that I kind of enjoy watching him like watching him crawl and take the ring barriers down and scream and you know, he was like the only guy I would like even watch his like backstage commentary if he'd lost, basically. I wanted to watch him like cry. Yeah, you know, because he's a that's one of the things I love. Yeah. Because he's the um you know, he's uh I don't know, it's like he if it compared to Karate Kid because it's popular, he's the Johnny. You know, I mean he's the good looking bully kid in high school, but I don't but he's Oh, the beanpole man, and he's just so slippery and slimy, and he can't he can't get a hold of him. He just keeps getting out. He's like the rubber man. Is it's what like he, a noodle. He's like a rubber like Terry, man. Terry, wrestling noodle. He Terry, is. what did you think of uh, Babyface Fire Zack Saber Jr. Because when he had that hot tag and ran in, it was it was not heel Zack Saber Jr. I was rooting for him. Yeah, they did. it's weird. He's he's yeah, he's become like basically like. There's been like a shift in baby faces and stuff lately. Yeah. If you take note, everybody, like even like an, a dark order in particular said this is off topic, I guess, with AEW, but you know, they're now basically baby faces. They're yeah. you know, 
So it's the same thing. Like Zack Saber and Tai Chi have become more and more like, I don't know, they're becoming more and more baby faces. Meanwhile, there's Suzuki sitting beside them. So it's kind of like weird. I love that though. Don't get me wrong. My dog keeps barking and I'm sorry. That's all right. He just wants to end on the conversation. Looking yeah. cute. Yeah, she watches this too. Um, she watches it too. Now, uh, now, so so the next match we had up to, and again, I, I was really happy with all the timing of the matches. Like, you know, is uh, with AEW, you, you expect every match to go twenty minutes. I that's like the way it is. WWE, oh boy, can't wait for a lot of good six, seven minute matches. You know, um, but this one, it seemed to have everything in between fifteen and twenty. Uh, the, I thought the timing of the show was really well done. And despite Japan for known for going for long matches, yeah, it had its longest match ever in the Egg Dome later on. But, you know, it, again, spreading it over two nights is the best thing they can do. That's all I got to say. Uh, Kenta uh, over uh, Kojima, uh, I was, yeah, uh, in the uh, singles match for the IWGP uh, United States Championship, rights, certificate, challenge. They really, I read all that for uh, 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 Money in the Bank. You know, they have, a, they, have a, they have a lot of just, they really appreciate opportunity in Japan because they have their never championship. Where it's like, oh, it's never for a title. It's for the opportunity for a title. Yeah, so never you, you have a belt. You have the never championship. And then you have a, a certificate here for, you know, they, they just like, Oh, wrestling for opportunities. Like, fuck, that's your job, you know? But um, <laughs> but anyways, Kenta, who is, for those WWE fans, he's the go-to-sleep guy from WWE, uh, the guy that did it before CM Punk. But anyways, uh, what was he? Hiroshima? No, Hiroshima? What was his name in WWE? Does anyone remember? Hideo Tommy. That's it, Hideo, Hideo Tommy. Yes, and uh, now he's back to being Kenta, and he's way better as Kenta. Uh, so who wants to jump in on this match? Don't all jump uh, in at uh, once. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big. Uh, I I'm put big three of them of asleep. Going. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I'm a I'm a Mizawa guy, so I've been loving Kenta since you know his Noah days. Um, this is way better. Like you said, uh, this is the Kenta we wanted to see. Uh, sadistic, you know, heel Kenta, just kicking. Kicking the shit out of Kojima and cutting him off every time. That's that's the match I wanted to see. That's also the way I feel about uh, Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley. The guy that we're seeing now is the guy he was always meant to be. And it's the best version of Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. He's just great, like, you know, and... I don't know where he was in all of this. He made a video, I guess maybe because of COVID, he probably can't fly in. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, you know, he's he's got a major title over there, and uh, there are a lot of matches I want to see him wrestling. So I hope things change soon so we can see those matches. But there was a uh, a promo cut by uh, by Moxley, and just sort of putting everybody on notice. And uh, I don't even remember when that happened, but uh, I guess this is a certificate to challenge him. So Kenta has their certificate now. So it could be we could see Kenta 
versus Moxley, which is a match that the WWE would have never put together, ever in a million years. And also, it's going to be great. Keep in mind that Moxley cut that promo in the the New Japan Strong Ring. So that is like an indic. That would seem to be a hint that he's going to make an appearance. They've made some kind of deal because, from what I understood, he wasn't allowed to make New Japan of America appearances, which is why you wouldn't see him on NJPW Strong. Okay. And so when he cut that promo and they pulled out, he was in an NJPW Strong ring. So oh. that would seem to be some kind of hint that we may see those in those Friday night shows at some point. Maybe Moxie will show up. I, I have no idea how they even make those shows, if they've even pre-taped them or what. But that, yeah, he was in an NJPW Strong ring, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, I got fooled by a, by a politician at Christmas time that said he was at home, and he was in <laughs> yeah. St. Catharines. So I like they're not even he was in Moxley's basement. I know, so I don't even know. I they, I get confused easily. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So 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 we got next. Oh, I was actually so Tanahashi, who has been spent the year, uh, just. Uh, diminishing his entire legacy, jobbing to everyone. Great that he's a team player that does this, but he the, the booking with him has been horrible this year, especially if you're a Tanahashi fan. It's been very frustrating. And so here we have it. And not only in this match are they talking about his win-loss record, but the commentary is fucking burying, burying him the entire match. And I'm like... Can, I could never see the WWE doing something like this to John Cena. Never. And that's I the, see it differently than you, Casey. Well, we, we can we can discuss this, but but so yep. we, we have this match. <laughs> and obviously, this is what we're here for. We have this match <laughs> and against uh, Great Okan, and uh, you know because Tanahashi he he still looks like I know he's moving slow and stuff like that, and he's had he's been injury plagued all year, but. Um, fuck, he still looks good. Like, he still looks like, like, he, he is Jennifer Aniston appeal. Like, he looks that good. He is, his hair is better than Jennifer Aniston's. So, you know, and he, he's ripped and he's awesome. And I know I sound homoerotic right now, but fuck, I love him. And uh, he's the ace. I'm the case. I just want us to be together. <laughs> Like he guys take it. I just Terry say something. All right, so here's my take on it. If you want, Casey, the I like the okay. So Tanahashi, when I I started really paying attention back to New Japan and I guess the G1 of 2019 was when I really immersed myself again. So the storyline that I've been watching from Tanahashi since I got really back into wrestling is of a guy who's getting older in the game and he's watching himself lose a step and as he loses a step and loses confidence in himself it gets kind of it's sad but then Kota Ibushi actually was the one who gets beside him and tags with him and starts kind of like giving him that pep talk you know you can believe in yourself Tana blah 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 and he does and he starts to actually rebound and get better but then he can't deny the fact he's getting older and slowly but surely, he's losing a step. And that, I think, is 
absolutely fascinating and something you're right you would never see in WWE where it's like it's not it's it's natural to lose a step as an athlete when you get older and to treat it with such respect I mean there's never a time I like I mean I they talk about him losing a step but I think that's part of the story and for me it's an inspiring thing he keeps bouncing back I'm I'm willing to bet you you'll see him bounce back again he's gonna go what up against the he's going up against Shingo now Yes. Right? Shingo Takagi's basically laid, laid down the, the challenge there. So that's like an interesting match in itself and a way for Tanahashi to kind of prove himself yet again. But eventually, it's going to be the you know law of diminished returns. Eventually, he's going to have to keep losing his step story-wise for it to be realistic. And it's, it's beautiful. Eventually, it could be heartbreaking and wonderful. Yeah. Those are the kind of moments I love. I love crying when I watch wrestling <laughs> if I can. You know, that's the best stuff for me. Jordan, what do you say? So that was a brilliant kind of encapsulation, I think, of Tanahashi's year. And I haven't really thought about it in terms of sort of a more positive spin on it's a natural kind of evolution of his legacy. And he, he had a couple years ago, he had a peak where he, he was able to beat Okada again after years and then it almost seems like a fluke in retrospect he did it he reached the peak again he was the ace and then he's back down he's still 41 he's still getting older that's that's a really interesting take on it and you're right wwe wouldn't do it because he couldn't one do long-term booking like that but have like a nuanced storyline it really bothers me that they don't want to do long-term booking because whenever they have it's been the best things and the most memorable things ever the Mega Powers exploding, John Cena versus The Rock, uh, the the just anything like Hogan Hogan versus uh, Mr. T. I mean, I mean WrestleMania one, like everything took a long time to build back then, and they were all long builds, and it all worked out perfectly. And I just don't think they think we don't have the time because we have too much talent these days to get everybody in for a long storyline. But make no mistake, I don't see Tanahashi losing to the great Okan, let alone Genghis Khan, let alone Shaka Khan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I'm I'm all glad Tanahashi won. I'm happy. And uh, we're going into the next match, which uh, you would think would be the main event of this whole show. And after this match, you would think, fuck, I can't take another main event. Because whether this is a main event or not, it's a double main event in my mind because Okada in the Tokyo Dome is pretty much undefeatable. And uh, he's going up against Will Ospreay, who every year has been getting better and better and better. And this guy is, they compare him to the Dynamite Kid. And um, he is reckless with his body. He is the most, uh, probably the top high flyer out there. I don't know. I want to also throw in uh, uh, Al Phoenix there, uh, the Lucha brother, especially after that Kenny Omega match. Like, you see some of the fucking stuff he does in the air. It's amazing. And and it's just, I just, uh, Okada is the best, and Osprey this is a match that we've been waiting for. And despite Okada looking, I still think he looks like Trevor Boris. I will always think he looks like Trevor Boris. Every time I look at, uh, I see Trevor Boris. That's all I see. 
So uh, it's hard to have to see a villain that looks like Trevor Boris because Trevor Boris is the most unintimidating guy out there. Uh, great comic, by the way. I don't even know if he's doing comedy anymore. Yeah, Trevor was so good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a great guy. I haven't seen him in ages. I have, I know he's producing Big Brother or something like that. He's he's up there in production. Um, but Okada versus Will Ospreay, Reese, what did you think of that one? There's man. Is that, that a seven? Is match. is it a seven star or a, how many five stars? I, I honest, honestly, I just that okay. This is the first time I've really seen a really fun table spot for me. Like and I don't like and that table spot. I was super impressed by the number one. The design of that Japanese timekeeper table was amazing. And to watch a man get driven through that table, I was like, Are you sure that oh, like that table should not have broke? It looks so solidly built, which led like the, made it the power bomb spot look even more impressive to me. The whole match was just so fucking impressive to watch. And when you're watching it on a cloud, you're like, Oh my goodness, these are titans. These, this is I, I get it, I get it, you know, like, and I was just watching it with like the same wide-eyed wonder that I was watching WrestleManias with as a like as a kid, you know what I mean? My, I was, oh my god, it was, it was just amazing. It was just, just a, just a wonderful. Uh, I don't know. It was, it, I can't describe it other than. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Oh, that's that's every Okada match, Agreed. and then I am like, you think. Oh my God! How many uh, rainmakers is he oh gonna God. gonna great? Like he look at, I know Jake the Snake. I've always thought had the best short arm clothesline, but the way Okada does it is different. The way he grabs it, he pulls it across in the body, and it comes across and the and the turn along with everything. It's the best short arm clothesline in the history of wrestling, and Okada is just a man. And uh, I just thought it was a great match. I thought. You, you thought Osprey was gonna go over, but then it's just like, sorry, kid, it's not your time yet. You know, I'm I'm still Okada, you know, and um, but fuck, what a great match Will Osprey yeah, had. Like, like the tie up at the beginning when they did the tie up at the beginning, it to me it looked like you know when two Rams lock horns, it actually it like looked like it. They 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 resembled two Rams locking horns. There, it was the most beautiful representation of the that that i've ever seen it was now it blew my mind it, I, the whole match wow i didn't watch it all live so when i was when that match finished i i was like who who's that is that me is that you no, is me, that a thing God's sake. it's a okay. thing trying to stop it oh what's that we're still Jesus going Christ. all right so um yeah well there was uh the, the match side, like after that match, I was like, that's enough. I tapped out. I went to sleep. So then I woke up and watched the uh, the next match the next day, which was uh, Kota Ibushi versus Naito. Now, I saw these two guys wrestle last time I was in L.A. They were in the main event of their show there. Uh, so I knew that these guys were going to have a great match. And uh, this match was longer and way, way, way more vicious. Uh Ibushi, you know, he had the Daniel Bryan treatment, I think. Uh, he did like, uh, the big two wins, and he goes off as double champion. Um, but these matches that he that he had were, were just fucking amazing. And uh, I'm glad for Ibushi because he's older. Although, you know, like, that's the problem. I That's going to sound racist, I know. 
but it's Japanese people like so young. But then my (laughs) but then my Japanese friend said yes, but then one day we're just so old. Like he said, they go from Goonies to Gremlins like that. You don't, you know, like one minute you're short round, and then one day you're just the old guy selling a Mogwai, and you're like he was so young yesterday. It was like well shave. So anyway. I just uh, I don't know if that's a bit that I'm doing, but I I'm I'm wearing a New Japan jacket. I love Japanese people. Um, so Cody Ibushi versus Naito, and uh, this is uh, again this is a main event anywhere. And to close the first night, it succeeds in being better than the than the previous match, and uh, it sets up the night too. So what did you guys think of that? Whoever wants to jump in, go ahead. Um, yeah. this is, this is pretty, yeah, I, I love it. And it's the, the, almost a shame that the match that followed it, that preceded it was so good. And I don't want anything to, to outshine it. This was amazing in its own right. Yeah. And yeah. completely different than any match of theirs that I'd seen before. There was a little bit less dropping each other on their heads. Um, a little bit more storytelling, but it was still absolutely mind blowingly good. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved the fact that Naito managed to come out of it still looking like an incredibly respected champion. It doesn't seem like he was a flop. The last no. year doesn't seem like a waste. He seems like he was finally the Shuyaku of New Japan, and now he needs to pass it on. I absolutely love the story they told. I thought I thought it was great. Uh, Reese, what did you think of the uh, the Ibushi uh, Naito match? Oh, uh, man. Uh... <laughs> The elbows, the amount, the sheer amount of elbow strikes in that match was amazing. I tried to keep count. I had a little counter, but there was, it was amazing to watch. It was, it was beautiful in its brutality. You know, it was just, yeah, like the story it told was fantastic. And it was really watching two people who are, are just very good at their craft executed, you know, <laughs> like, and yeah. the finish, the finish into the knees was amazing. Like, it was just, it was just a, Watching it had a beautiful end. If you, it was just a great match to watch, man. They're this both is, they're both hot stallions. They're yeah. uh, studlies. They're definitely Funny. gorgeous, man. Um, He's so <laughs> shredded. Oh my god, the amount of muscles on Ibushi. Uh, I, I had okay. I had no idea that there were that many little muscles around the ribs. Dude, you know? <laughs> I put my hand on Ibushi's back, and it was just it was a muscle. I was just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> it was like grabbing somebody's bicep. On their back, like, and then and then he was like, you, you get a picture, an autograph picture, and you get a picture with them. So he already had the eight by ten, and then he was like, after the picture, he goes, oh, and hold on, and then he grabs over, and he's like, is this uh, for you? And it's like, oh yeah, bonus. No, I knew I was getting it. Just fucking, just tell me to grab one on the way out. You know, that's that for you. Thank you, thank you. You know, and like, and you're like, oh my god, and then I was like. Hey, no. You and Kenny, I love the Golden Lovers. I was like, oh my, like, oh my god, like. <laughs> he was like, I don't understand. Get out of here, you know. Uh, I do. I only do gay storylines. Get out of here, you know. I'm like, I'm not gay. I just love wrestling. Um, I'm gay for wrestling. Anyways, uh, this match was great, and uh, I love the way it set it up as well. And we're moving to night two. Now, uh, usually they would put a female match between Okada and Ibushi if that was in America. Um, however, 
they opened uh, this show with uh, with well, they had like two two female matches going on before the, in the pre-show. I didn't even know that. I did not see it. Um, but that's kind of unusual. I've never seen a lot of women's matches during New Japan. So kudos to them uh, for um, you know adding some women to the mix. And then uh, we got this. So it starts off with Yano and Chase Owens. Uh, oh yeah, this is the 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 four way match. Organo defeated Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, and Bushi. And I was like, okay, so none of this is being taken seriously. So, <laughs> so that's that's my typical reaction with Yano. And, uh, you know, but uh, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's uh, let's get to a good match here. We, so we have the hey, tag. Uh, wait, wait one second, Casey. Let's just say <laughs> Hey, they hey. We're, Fale. We're, we're, they oh, fucked oh, with Fale. They fucked with Fale. I forget. match. I agree. But I was so happy for Foley on night one and so sad for Foley on night two. <laughs> he, he definitely had a better showing on, on night one. Um, yes, he did. But, uh, but yeah, but it was, uh, again, I don't know. Oh, just, just, uh, I just, I just, <laughs> that's like, like he, I didn't even, I don't even think I put him up on my wall. He's not even Good. on my wall. He's in a fucking, he's in a bin. Right now, a picture with Yano. Like, why can't he's I get on the wall? Suzuki. What's that? He's beaten Suzuki. Yeah, well, that's Suzuki. such a shame. Well, you beat tell Moxley. Su- you oh, you God. you go up to Suzuki that and tell Suzuki that he beat Suzuki, and good luck with that. <laughs> I, I I brought Suzuki up with Ken Shamrock, and he said I don't want to talk about it. So, <laughs> right. and Ken Shamrock is the baddest man on the planet at one point. So fuck that. All right, that's what that says about Suzuki. Um, we so we so we got Suzuki Gun, um, El Desperado, and uh, Jeepers! This is a long one. I don't know who this guy is. I'm sorry, uh, uh, but it, Kane Maru. It looks like Kane Maru. Yeah, he's the Noah guy. Okay, and uh, and he defeated uh, one or eight. Uh, I don't know how many was it, Terry. It says one or eight. Uh, but that's, is that the name of the team or what's going it was a on weird here? Team. It was a weird team, wasn't it? It was, uh, Master Wado and Raisuke Taguchi. Yeah. 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 yeah and they, okay. Yes. I do remember this match now. It was, it was weird. Yeah. And, so, uh, talk about two tag teams that don't look like they should be tag teams. Right. No, you know I, mean? I can like, I can't, I'm trying hard to remember this match and I watched it, but I'm. I'm trying hard to remember this match. Now, the next match, uh, Shingo against uh, Jeff Cobb. Oh, oh against – oh, hold on a second. Oh, 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 what's going oh. on over here? What's going on over here? Oh, Jeff Cobb's tour of the island. Tour of the island. And you know what? I'm glad that tour stopped, stopped on an island called Japan because I think Jeff Cobb is finally coming into his own. This guy, first of all, he's he's always been like – He's everything that Taz was and could have been, but better. And yeah, he's a suplex machine. Uh, but also, um, he's always had tights problems. His problems have never fit who he is or what he is. And the tights he was wearing in Japan for this card is the best I've ever seen him in. And he looked like a main eventer. And uh, this might have been the best Jeff Cobb match I've ever seen and was probably my favorite match 
on the second night. Uh, Jordan, what did you think? I totally agree. Uh, Jeff Cobb's phenomenal. Um, this is by far his best match, and I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him put it together like this because he's he's got all the tools. But for some reason, I've never seen him put together an instant classic. And if somebody's going to do it with him, it's going to be Shingo, who I think is probably at worst the third best worker in the world. This absolutely blew away expectations. It was hard-hitting. It told a great story. And both guys looked absolutely awesome at the end of it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, What did you think, Terry? Oh, I agree with all of you. And I think uh, it, it goes back to even what you were saying earlier about Naito losing and looking so strong in his loss. Yes. It's the same thing. Jeff Cobb looked absolutely amazing in this match. He lost, which was great because Shingo still uh, stays strong. And there's no way of looking down on anybody here. They were both incredible and both elevated. At the end of this match, if you didn't, like, if you didn't take Cobb seriously, you do now. And you definitely took Shingo seriously before this. But, like, come on. It was, like, to me, it was the best match of the night. I think so. And these guys, they went out there and they savage steamboated it. You know, they're they're clearly going out and trying to steal the show. And uh, fuck, did they ever do a good job? You know, and I I look at that, and and it's just it's fantastic. It's it's, it's it makes like that's the good thing about Jap- Japan uh, Japanese wrestling is not everything is about putting a storyline forward. Sometimes you can just have two guys wrestle, and they can just yeah. be a hell of a match. You know, it could be a one-off here or because of the, that's the great thing about having the tournament every summer is everybody fights everybody. So not everything has to be a year-long feud buildup. You can have people rest. This is a sport. People are supposed to, you know, then that's what I love about Japan is the sporting attitude of it. And AEW sort of carries that over, which is why these guys need to. You, you have it with impact right now. You know, if you, the more times of, of coalition, of like fuck that's what the nwa was it was territories that all came together to build a federation like what if there was a new sort of world organization new 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 oh, new world organization i'm pitching a fucking nwo like, and then, you want an nwo is that what you want everybody too sweet the corner um no but i'm just saying like i i loved it when like wwe was back in the big in the heyday but, uh, you know, AWA and NWA and World Class would do a super card. And all three would be together. And you would get dream matches like Kerry Von Erich versus Jerry Lawler. And, you know, he, the opportunities for so many matches. And the fact is that everybody in AEW, they already know everybody in Japan. They're already friends. Like, them all leaving hurt Japan. You know, so getting back together... Like they said, let's get the band back together. But that would seem to be the problem, though, wouldn't it be? It, like, them, them leaving Japan the way they did, from what I understand, New Japan was pissed because they had planned to build New Japan of America based around the elite, etc. Yeah. And then the elite bails and starts we can, their own And we can do that of. ourselves. Yeah, they really fucked over yeah. Ring of Honor, too. But, you know, that's yeah. what Vince McMahon fucked over a lot of people when he started the WWE. And in order to get yep. to top, you have to step on a few heads. I think that's. Uh, I think everybody knows that. You know, I don't. I, I'm not Russell Peters, but I'm pretty sure uh, to get where I am, I've stepped on a few heads, and they're they're saying yeah, whatever, but whatever. Um, next, we got Sandana versus uh, Evil. 
Now, this is crazy because these guys are tag team partners forever, uh, and now they're going against each other, and they're both in singles runs. We got Tito versus uh, Rick Martel right here is what I'm talking about, and Sundata being the best looking of the two is clearly Martel, and uh, clearly the better of the, the two. Reese, would you agree? Listen, I love Evil just because of his name. All right. Uh, that was a great match. I saw some really cool stuff there. But, yeah, you know, you're right. He is, he is better looking. You know, he is the <laughs> <so> Rick Martel. <laughs> yeah, it was a good – this whole card was so fucking surprising to me because, like, I've been sheltered in what I watched in wrestling for so long before a couple of years ago. It's like when you're brought up on only, only the big stuff and then occasionally you go watch a, a show. You don't get to see a lot of this style of shit done on the regular. And then it's like over the last little bit, because what I've been doing and stuff, I've been exposed to a lot more. And it's just, I'm so happy now that this is the, the kind of wrestling that I got to spend my day watching. You know what I mean? It's like my day was fun yesterday. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, yeah. I got this AEW. I watched AEW Dark. I watched it all. Uh, and my, like, my wife was like, we have a child. And I said, <laughs> wrestling is on. Leave alone this is for work now so this is just it uh, is for work it's the best job um so good (laughs) so so we have uh now we have takahashi versus uh uh the bone soldier who was also in impact for a brief while uh tajiri uh ushimari uh that this match was again these matches they all ended strong. They ended so strong. This was another good, long 20-plus match. Very, uh, you know, just a fantastic performance by both guys. And both guys look, uh, you know, look strong coming out of it. Uh, but Takahashi, the push is clearly, you know, he's getting he's getting pushed hard. And uh, and it's quite obvious. So he had a big double win on the, uh, on the weekend. And uh, was probably the second most important double win on the card, next to the big double win, uh, which is which we'll learn about in the next match. But uh, what did you guys think about the uh, first of all the Bones Holder? I love he's he's so badass. Uh, you know Terry, what did you think of the Bones Holder and uh, oh. and uh, Takahashi? And where's this cat? I don't know. Well, you know the thing of, uh, I like. I think about Ishimori, he, he's kind of like, I love the storyline idea that he was the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, but yet he was constantly having to play second fiddle yeah. to Hiromu, you know, because Hiromu is supposed to be the face of the junior heavyweights and def- and becoming the face of the company, period. So that I love that little storyline extra that you had Ishimori there being, you know, worried about the fact that he was going to actually... Uh, you know, he was worried about his his position on the card, as he should have been. You know, if you were actually if this was real, he should have been pissed. He was the champion. Why is he playing second fiddle to Hiromu? But in the end, I liked the match that Hiromu had with ELP on the first night more. Yeah. So if there could have been a way to flip it, I know you couldn't. The storyline was great the way they they told it, but match wise, I thought the second match was just over long and. It's one of those things. I'm kind of I'm picky about length of match. I don't like long matches usually. I'm pretty picky. I like them short. So that was like I was like, I could have I could have taken less. But I'm once again. I mean, I you know, it's like I'm I'm picking apart a, a fucking great steak. 
that that is a yes exactly like it was it's wonderful i loved the steak i i want another one but at the same time i'm just saying as a fan that's all i'm saying is as a fan i'm like you know i i enjoyed the first match more but that's you know ishimori i like the storyline more so it's a weird flip and flop you know you take what you can from yeah. both one both stories i mean that's what you were saying earlier too having it on both nights you get to tell two different stories both completely having different uh payoffs exactly it's kill it's it's, it's kill bill you know the same movie <laughs> yeah. two different movies many yeah. asians so many that's asians. what the two of them have in common and are very uh pay tribute to the past and are uh, honorable uh and uh both are known backstage for their pussy wagon anyways mm. um that's ridiculous i just wanted to say pussy wagon um that's the fucking best you can get keychains to say pussy wagon on them i hope tarantino's making money on it uh <laughs> so the last match uh now we have jay white who uh, in the past I have been very vocal about how much I don't like Jay White. I've always thought he had a, he had a, too much of a baby face to be a heel. I have always compared him to be look like John Cusack, and would <laughs> even at his meanest would you would you have a beef with John Cusack? No, you wouldn't. Even if I was in Dan Aykroyd's shoes and Gross Point Blank, they're still friends, even though they're trying to kill each other. Because it's John Cusack, he's there's he's the nicest but you mustn't, guy. You, so you mustn't feel this way now, though, Casey. No, because Jay White grew a beard and covers his face, and ever right. since he grew a beard, I've been all about Jay White. I think he's one of the best. Look at the guy has a Seth Rollins thing about him, but he's better than Seth Rollins because his move set is better than Seth Rollins, and the beard is better than Seth Rollins, and. <laughs> As now, I will watch any Jay White match, and I really enjoyed seeing him live when I was in Los Angeles. Because getting him to watch, uh, getting him to uh, to wrestle, and I can't even remember who he wrestled. I want to say maybe Lance Archer. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a a great match. And uh, you know, so now I know him versus Ibushi. Uh, this is it. This is going to be the match. And you know what? I didn't know. It can go either way because Jay White is the top foreigner over there. He's the top white guy. He's the AJ Styles. He's the Finn Balor. He's the Kenny Omega. He's the guy they replaced Kenny with. So he's probably not going to lose to Ibushi, who, you know, isn't really like a true New Japan guy. He came from the other Japan wrestling, and then he got it, and he's in New Japan. But, you know, like, usually I thought in this situation it's going to go to Jay White. But uh, in the end, you know, Kota Ibushi uh, wins. And the ageless Kota Ibushi, who is almost 50, uh, he wins. You know, he wins. And uh, he, and then Naito comes down and puts both and g- gives him the Macho Man Hogan push. Like, puts them both belts on him. And basically, hey, I'm okay with it. And now all the fans are okay with it. And uh, what an ending to two nights of fantastic wrestling. Uh, so, Jordan, what do you want to say? Um, 
I I agree. I love Jay White. I gotta say, I think he's the best heel in the business. Has been for about two years. Yeah. I was so pumped yeah. about this match because of uh, their G1 final a couple years ago. Yeah. And I know the two of them can do an amazing thing in the ring. Watching it live, I thought it went long. Yeah. I I thought it went about 15, 20 minutes long. It's the longest match it. in the fucking Tokyo Dome. It's set records. It was so long. I rewatched it and I get why they did it. It's an amazing match and it's an amazing story. It just didn't need two finishing sequences. I agree. I agree. It didn't. I didn't yep. think it needed to be so long either. Uh, it didn't need to set records. You know, right. like nobody was saying, "Oh, this was good," but it wasn't no Kenny Omega versus Okada from years ago, or anything like that. I just I thought it was a a great match with a great finish, and uh, you know, I was happy either way. Whatever way it would have went, I would have been happy uh, with the belt going back to Bullet Club. Or uh, being held by Coda, uh, Terry. What do you think? Yeah, I. Me too. I mean, Coda Bushi. He looks like a, you know, he looks like a guy, looks like a wrestler you'd make in a video game. His yeah. hands are too big. It, it's like he's <laughs> he's perfectly built. He is perfectly, perfectly built. built. His neck, his neck is just like um, you know, whatever. And Jay White. I love Jay White's whole thing i loved when jay white was taking abushi and smashing him against there was a, a moment where he was smashing him against the ring and then back against the railing and then to the ring yeah and every time he did it he would go fuck you fuck you fuck you yes. each time yes and it was so cathartic and wonderful it was like it wasn't comedy it but it was done no. i started laughing anyways but i still liked it too and it's something you're just never going to see anymore in north america at least on any kind of mainstream thing like the way new japan is those, so it was very that i loved i loved the emotion of it all yeah. really once again those chair shots were fucking i mean those i mean those neck blows, elbows to the neck those were I I compare those to chair shots from The Rock to Foley, like it seemed like that's the effect that they had each one, and it was crazy. I believed like, holy fuck, is this ever insane? Uh, he's it, fantastic, Reese. What do you say, buddy? <laughs> what a what a what a match, right? Like, okay, I know that you're saying that you, you didn't necessarily think that Kota Ibushi was gonna go over in it there. But like, look at him. Like again, it's, I wanna, I wanna run at him myself. But he's, I take a, he's looked yeah, like I'll, this for a while though. That's is what thing. I'm saying. I want to run at him full speed and then tell him <laughs> to lift me up, dirty dancing style. <laughs> and he's not gonna, he's not gonna have a problem with it, you know. And then he's gonna bring me down slowly into his arms. And we're gonna open up a B and B together. He told you up like Simba. He yeah, totally, <laughs> he totally could have did that, but Kenny Omega would be so jealous. So jealous. <laughs> what it like? Honestly, this was it was just fantastic. Everything that I saw, I was super into. But well, wow, this was just a great Wrestle Kingdom for me. You know, as again, this is like I think my second or third one that I've got to watch. Yeah. And uh, this is the one that, even though I was, uh, I had some pills in me because of the pain. <laughs> uh, it's I'm still remembering it. It, it helps that I, I, I took notes. So I would remember, and these notes are fun to read back to myself. Yeah. But like, I, I wrote down Jay White and his fuckery. Um, yes, fuckery so is like, a great word for Jay White. 
Yeah, I I love I I honestly I I love it. I just the whole match was. I also like that Jay wins. That Jay White counts all of his wins and puts them on his tights. Yeah, like with the little red. Those <laughs> those are his tallies. He's like, I got five yeah. wins from that summer. And is he South this, African? Well, I, I know. I don't know. I don't know where he is from. Uh, New Zealand, I think. New Zealand. Uh, he's Kiwi. Okay. Kiwi. I was gonna say he sounds like a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit, which is yeah, good for I, the good for the character. Uh, before yeah, we I leave, wait, Casey. What's that? One thing I know we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom, but just one little side on now. They did the New Year Dash right after. Yes. So they have little little things like Jay White, for instance. Now going into New Year Dash, it was an interesting, you know, juxtaposition in comparison to what he was like just before this. Now he comes in, he's unsure. He's saying he's going to maybe quit the business. The fans aren't quite sure how to like take it. They're kind of like they're almost like sympathetic to him now. It was a completely different a different vibe, and you have Suzuki. The other great one I wanted to bring up was Suzuki at New Year Dash beating the living hell out of it, out of Uemura. Wow. Um, if you haven't seen it, oof. <laughs> oof. They're, they're setting up that. That could be a beautiful long-term story where you get a young lion going up against Suzuki on the long term and maybe eventually getting the upper, getting the win, which would be just absolutely a breathtaker. It would but be, like yeah. it. It, that this match was so awful. Like Suzuki beats them up. It, it beats them up to a point that you actually get kind of scared for him at one point. Even though I'm sure there was not even a bruise left. You know, it was beautiful probably, but it looks horrible. So if you haven't seen it, check it, it out. The Neater Dash out. was great too. Um, yep. That's awesome. Well, that is our Wrestle Kingdom review. But before uh, we go out on that, um, we have to obviously... I think uh, being the first show of the new year, I thought we have to bring up Brody Lee and the unfortunate passing of uh, of of uh, Luke Harper or Brody Lee, uh, the wrestler uh, from Rochester, just across the lake from where we are, and uh, short swim, and uh, you know, and it's just uh, I guess a punctured lung or he had uh, lung issues, uh, not COVID related. And it was just, I think it was a surprise to everyone when it just sort of like, you know, I think I saw your post, Jordan, which might have been the first thing I saw. And uh, it's always a sad day when a wrestler dies, but when a, when a wrestler dies, it's so young and currently like in their prime, it just seems horrible because we're all robbed of it. And uh, K-Trav wrote a story on Twitter that made me cry uh you know and i don't remember the last like i some wrestlers i cry about some superstar and real celebrities i cry about some i'm not but um this one hit me because just everything was going so great for him and he was doing so much better than what he could have been and like i always knew like i always liked luke harper i loved him watching him in solo matches the way that guy can move so quickly for a big man it was comparable to a young undertaker you know his clothesline you know like the only flaw with him is that maybe he's thin on top of the hair on top, but I'm not going to say I, 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 I'm against uh, bald uh, snubbery, you know? Like, I, I don't like it at all, and uh, so I don't know why that's a flaw, but why is it, you know, you, if you're thin in your wallet or your hairline, it's bad, but everywhere else is good? Fuck that, you know? I'm just saying, no, uh, the AEW tribute was gorgeous, was amazing, a lot of people are upset the WWE tribute. They did look at 
the WWE has done stuff on their website. They're putting up a thing on their on the network forum. Uh, you know, they're they've acknowledged it on Twitter, uh, which is more than I expected them to do. Uh, I would not expect the WWE to do a, a segment, although I heard they might have did something on SmackDown because it's overwhelming how much of their talent loved him and respected him. And, you know, if Ray Wyatt's still there, well, then the story of the family's still there. And it means that Luke Harper is not going anywhere. He's in the lexicon. He's on the network. His work will live forever. Um, it's just, and, and I, I just, I have the eerie feeling, though, it's going to go all bad and they're going to use his son a little too much and it's going to get annoying eventually. But I understand it now. It's in, it's, it's it's entertaining to watch uh, MJF tell the kid to fuck off on Twitter and then watch everybody get mad at him and the heat that he gets for it is entertaining. Uh, so, um, you know, to Brody Lee, uh, do you guys, uh, er, what's your best memory of Brody Lee? Have you ever seen him wrestle live? Uh, we'll just go around the horn. We'll start with Jordan and then uh, we'll end up at Reese there. So Jordan. I never had the chance to watch him live, but somebody before he hit uh, WWE made me watch him and Claudio Castanoli yes. in a steel cage match in CZW. And it was I didn't think that federation was capable of that kind of match. Unbelievable. And for a big man, it was just one of the best finishing spots I've seen in the steel cage match. He was an unbelievable worker. So very messed. So check that out. Cesaro and Harper. That's a match that you want to see uh, in a steel cage. Terry, what do you what do you have to say? I never saw Brody live either, but I I guess for me, uh, I maybe I'm hallucinating and I'm not remembering this correctly. But from what I remember, this is pretty much an example of like finding a silver lining from a, a fucking toilet. Would be there was a match in Saudi Arabia. Maybe it was the Battle Royal. I'm not even sure. But he was Luke Harper at the time, and he wasn't being used very much. And he comes out, and the fans go absolutely crazy for him. And I remember thinking at the time, it was like it was just beautiful, poetic justice. And I can't remember if it was ex- – I'm, I'm almost positive it was the Saudi Arabia show that I'm remembering where they went nuts for him. And it was like – then you're like the next week, WWE, of course, does nothing with them again. And, you know, he's just waiting for his release. But, you know, that's the thing. He At least he got – the one thing about him with wrestling, and I hate saying this, well, at least he went to AEW and did something – because he's just he's fucking dead, so it sucks. Yes. You know, there's no at least he got to do anything. It, it's a fucking young guy who died. It's just – it's absolutely shitty thing and totally had a huge future, obviously, ahead of him. Everyone loved him. I mean, how many wrestlers – have? I've been watching wrestling for 30 odd years, whatever more probably. I'm not even sure anymore. I'm old as shit. Um, but like, you know, how often does someone die and everyone likes them? Like, yeah. Owen Hart, you know, Sabu yeah. isn't saying shit. Like there's nobody <laughs> saying, you know, Jim Cornette's even like fucking dropping their tennis racket for this exactly. one. And I just, it's like, everybody liked them. It seems. Yeah. I just think of, that, uh, that's it. I think of the Bray, I think of the Wyatt family coming up the same time as the Shield, and those three on threes that they've had with the Shield, and uh, and then you know like and the Shield all went on to be world champions and top stars, but uh, make no mistake about it, you know, Luke Harper helped make a lot of those guys look better than what they were, uh, whatever they fought. 
uh, Wyatt and the uh, and even Eric Rowan, Rowan too, like or, or Eric the Red. Sorry, I just been sold Eric the Red. Uh, Eric Rowan. Redbeard, uh, Redbeard, Red Red say Redbeard, Jericho. Stop. And Jericho, you know Jericho's doing it on purpose too. Fuck, he doesn't give a fuck. But uh, you know, just great, uh, Reese. Yeah, I think I, I I might be mistaken, but I think I saw him because I caught a couple of wrestling events in Montreal, and like I think it was 2017, and I think he was uh, on a, one of the shows that I caught. I think he was on SmackDown in yeah. 2017 because I caught the Raw and the SmackDown when they were in Montreal. I went to both, um, and those were two of the best wrestling shows that I, I I'd ever been to, just for different reasons. I sat beside a man with a Ronnie James Dio tattoo on his head. But it, it wasn't a picture of him. It was the words Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> it was the what thing font? <laughs> like prison font. Is that an answer? Prison font. Uh, you should but, just have Ozzy written on your knuckles, like Ozzy, so, and be like. So yeah, but uh, so that, I think I saw him there. If I'm remembering correctly, I smoked a lot of weed that night. And I believe he was there, but I might be mistaken. But lately, man, it's like what he was doing with the Dark Order. Uh, as Mr. Brody Lee just was cracking me up all the fucking time. Like, I watch Being the Elite and the little sketches that they've been doing with, like, he just walks in and just chucks a stack of paper right in somebody's face. And then, like, it's, it's like, they, that made them, that's what's got them over, not just Brody Lee dying. It's been, like, that whole relationship that they had in, in Being the Elite there was hilarious to me. It, it was one of the, like, it made me cheer for the Dark Order on the regular just because I thought they were hilarious. Even, like, John Silver has been a, a, a revelation to me lately. Like, uh, Mr. Meaty Boy, I love him so much. Um, I want to pick him up and put him in a backpack, you know? It's, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, that's what's really been, it's the fact that he now is an established personality, has taken his time to really make me as a, a fan of wrestling care about a whole group of other wrestlers by just associating with them and just the, what he's been letting himself do. He doesn't take himself too seriously, you know? Like, he's like, yeah, I'll play this character. I'll go throw paper in somebody's face. Oh yeah, like, I'll do whatever. It's the best, it's honestly been so refreshing to see somebody like that in the business. Awesome, well, we're gonna wrap it up, folks. Uh, Jordan, Terry, where can we find you guys in the new year? What's going on? Uh, What Netflix show are you watching next? No. Uh, what's going on, Jordan, with you? Uh, plug whatever you need. Uh, I'm going to be in Barrie hanging out in my arcade. There Nothing we... else to plug, but it's fun down here. Now, is there rumors that you have WrestleFest? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I got WrestleFest. What's your, ta- what's, your, what's, your, what's your go-to tag team for WrestleFest? Mr. Perfect and Jake the Snake. Okay, okay. Mine is Perfect and Boss Man. Uh, Ooh, I like it. Terry, what's going on with you? Well, I'm, also uh, up in Barry, we'll be at his place tonight playing WrestleFest. No, 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 go on. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm basically doing nothing. I'm staying home. I'm I'm writing a bu- I'm writing a bunch of prose for a book that I don't know if I'm ever gonna do anything with. I'm writing a bunch of songs. I've got a bunch, and so I keep writing them, and then I'm gonna record them eventually. Awesome! Awesome! Awesome. Uh, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for everything to open up again, and then you know, life out, will resume. Get out there and play. <laughs> Maybe like, obviously, Japan's doing something right. They had twenty thousand people at a, at a show, and yep. uh, I bet you the, you know, you know, they're safe when they're in an egg. 
All right? Nobody cracks an egg. Nobody uh, wants to hurt the egg. The egg's their bubble. Anyways, uh, Reese, where we can, well, I know where we can find you. Uh, yeah. what, do you what do you have to say uh, before we leave the show tonight? Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to joining, man. This is going to be a great time. Thank you for having me for this one. Uh, next time, I won't be on pills. I promise. If I am, it's because I have a problem and somebody help me. That's all right. As long as you're probably... We're all on pills. As long as... <laughs> We're all on pills. <laughs> all of a sudden, it sounds like the end of uh, uh, the 70s show. We're all on pills. We're all on pills. Good night. <laughs> Uh, folks, thank you for joining us this week on uh, Talking Wrestling for Reese Turner and uh, Terry Clement and Jordan Hoth. I am Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us, Never Sleeps Network, letting us put a uh, headlock on your ears. 2021, you get ready for some lockdown fun. All right. <laughs> Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.